Hello, Luke. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Yes, I'm... Well, now that I've finished watching Despicable Me, I'm fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Bodes well for the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to Discussing Doodles, everybody. Hello. Welcome. What did we do last week? I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. Um, It was Pokemon, I think. It was Pokemon and it, it, it got... It got rated really, really high. Yeah, it was, which is weird. Um, my my housemate Dan and I watched the remake the other night. How is um, it? Which was which was really interesting to do so soon after watching the original. Yeah. Um, you know how the Lion King remake was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> do you know what? They were enjoyable bits, but like, um, obviously, one of the highest scoring bits for you was the soundtrack, and that was completely different. <gasps> yeah, oh, no. exactly. So I'll let you watch it yourself. It's on Netflix, but it's um, we'll, we'll get around to. Are we going to get to it on the podcast? Day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I might, I might hold off for that. Make it a juicy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, good plan, good plan. So talking of juicy podcasts, yes. Today we're looking at the first film for Illumination Entertainment, yes, which is Despicable Me. Despicable um, Me. Opening thoughts on Despicable Me. Um, I think it's a laugh. I think it's a nice bit of escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it anything special. No. Um, but I think it's entertaining. So, I have a thing with Illumination. So, let, okay, hang on. Let me let me tell you a bit about the the history of Illumination, right? Do it. Hit me. So, not very nice place. So a bit like how DreamWorks was built on Jeffrey Katzenberg's anger at Disney. Yes. Um, Illumination is is built on Chris Melodandri's, uh, his, um, he he did the same sort of thing to Blue Sky. So he was president of Blue Sky. Interesting. Um, and he left and set up Illumination with Universal. Um, and his entire... Um, ethos for the company and this is this is what this is what gets me okay this is this is what starts everything for me his entire ethos for the company is let's see how cheap we can make movies and how much money we can make from them wow right when when walt disney said in an interview in i think the 60s he said i don't make movies to make money i make money to make movies yes that's the right way around yeah. Let's see sure. how low we can keep these costs and make as much money as possible. That's not the right way around. He's he's got yeah. off on the wrong foot with me. I'm yeah, it's, it's that. um, <laughs> it's that's a that's coming from a business viewpoint more so than a passion project, isn't massively. It? And that is yeah. my problem with Illumination mm. in a nutshell. I yeah. this is what I've written down in my notes. Every Illumination film to me is more of a product than a movie. Yes. Yeah, I can understand that. That's that that's where, uh, and I I'll, I'll give credits where it's due. They are the best in the world at marketing. Yes, exactly. They, if there they is, do you know what they're doing? If there's an illumination film coming out, you know about it. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone yeah. knows about it. Business wise, it is very good. Lord yeah. Sugar would be impressed. <laughs> but then that makes me. It makes it that sort of makes me wonder as well because they. So the budget for an illumination film is almost half of what a budget for a Disney film is. Well, that's mad. Um, however, their marketing is through the roof by comparison. Yeah. So for spending all that money on marketing, yet they're still managing to keep the budget below half. Yes, that's... What are they actually spending on the movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So this is so this I I sound maybe a bit like a conspiracy theorist here. But yeah. This is where I um this is where I start to this is where it's all built on for me. Okay. Um 
so that's that's kind of a very brief history of illumination and and it is brief because they only literally came around 10 years ago yeah so they're super young they're super newcomers to the to the field and i'll tell you what as much as i don't like the films there mm. is no denying their success because yeah they're everywhere i think th- th- uh two of their movies have broken the billion dollar mark Whoa. And I think the Minions movie is like the third highest grossing or fourth highest grossing animated film of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. That's... Well, it's up there somewhere. It's in the, it's in the top 10, 5, 10 somewhere. Yeah, um, that's, that's impressive for a brand new animation company, I it guess. It is. It's massively yeah. impressive. Um, Whoa. Whoa. So this is, what, this is my thought, right? Because I haven't seen Despicable Me since it came out in 2010. Right. So I thought to myself... Do you know what? Maybe I'm misremembering this. Maybe this movie is pretty good mm. because this popularity has to be built on something. I was like, maybe I'm missing something. So I, I put this movie on with the intent to find what I was missing and, and realise I'm thinking I'm out of touch. It's not the movie. It's me. I'm out of touch. Right. Let's right. try and find what is what makes this this franchise so popular. Mm. And I couldn't find it. Fair. I'm a bit of a spoiler for the rest of the episode. Yeah, but I couldn't find it. I just couldn't. yeah. I, I've I've. I mean, I can't. Annoyingly, I can't think of any examples right now. But I've had that exact same experience with many things. Like, mm. and it's kind of frustrating sometimes because you 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 want to know what you're missing. Like, you yeah. think, is it me? What am I missing? Am I that out of touch? Like, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. One of, most, one of the highest grossing franchises of all time, and everybody loves it. Mm. There was a point where minions were absolutely everywhere. Yeah, but I watch it and I like I was having I was having to go on my phone to be honest, right? Because I was bored. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, I, the opening scene with the little kid and the the pyramid. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, the next scene where he's walking around freezing people. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I enjoyed. That when I say enjoyed, I mean I could watch. Yeah, um, tolerate <laughs> the scenes with the girls in. Yes, I've I've written that here as well, saying that that is the best the best side of the film. They are the, is, they're the best bit of the film. They they the, carry the film for me. Yeah, it's and the relationship character moments are mm. better than the whole evil genius steal things moments. Yeah, 100%. it's just, I think it's a better character piece than it is a movie. Okay, but so that I, I guess, guess that we leads can... us quite nicely into story then. Yeah, it does. But um, in terms of research very little to go on which is strange um so, so oh you go no 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 you go your your story man i was gonna no you say so what i i learned when i was researching this was because i was trying to research the animation but sometimes it just all gets sort of jumbled into, jumbled into in. one yeah so i found that they when and this is the, this is true for all illumination movies they have a they have a weird way of making movies and that's that they'll sit down and they'll come up with gags They'll come up with certain scenes that they think are funny, and then they'll stitch them all together. Interesting. To make a movie. Um, I mean, make of that what you will. I mean, that's (laughs) funny though, because like it's funny you say that because the fact that my takeaway from the film was that the character pieces were really good, Mm. um, but from that viewpoint, it seems like the character pieces were all just shoehorned in around their gags. So maybe they should start actually making stories properly and focus more on their character <laughs> moments first. Not, based on this film, anyway, they're not that bad. The character moments were good, but the gags, not so much. I think, yeah, that's interesting. 
So, so you found nothing on Story then? Well, not really. The only bit of information I really found was that they were, for a while, it was called Evil Me. And then they eventually right. changed it to Despicable, which is the same title. Um, I don't really, I don't know which one I prefer, to be fair. Despicable is really hard to spell. Am I the only person? Yeah, because <laughs> I want to say Despicable. Yeah. But it's Despicable. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's Des. Des, <laughs> Des, Des. I don't even so know. So my childish 25-year-old brain would really like it to be called Evil Me because that's Easier. so easy. <laughs> um, but I've got my... Because I don't have much to go on in terms of history, I have opinion on okay. story. Yeah, um, which is, uh, I don't. I really quite like the premise about an evil guy wanting to be better than another evil guy, so create some like ridiculous plan in order to do that. But it's changed by the girls, and it's like softens throughout the film as it goes. I, I like that, mm-hmm. um, but. I have written here that I think it could have been, this probably sounds really weird, but I feel like it could have been shorter. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot, it, all, it, it random moments, as much as I like the basic story at random moments, I felt like I was watching like an extended cut. Does that make sense? Mm. Well, I was like, half of this doesn't need to be in here. It really drops off. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, dialogue scenes. I find that, that are just, boring just yeah. people talking and nattering and, yeah and that's all well and good but that's it's just all exposition that we don't really need it's such a simple concept anyway yeah we don't need all that talk yeah i do i really like the idea of it but i just think it could have been shorter and snappier maybe yeah. um but it has like i feel like it's got like that storyline has really good potential but i just don't mm. know if they met their potential if that makes sense yeah uh, but yeah ultimately i loved the character moments uh, i liked the best bits were seeing Gru change and his relationships with the girls over yeah. the film's course i preferred all of that to like the evil villain stuff um and the best scene for me was the like i love you moment with yeah. the oh what's she called margot the older girl yeah. When she finally said, spoiler alert, by the way, for people who haven't seen it, when she finally said that she loved him, that was like the best bit of the film for me. Yeah, I would probably agree. I think all, I think um I think the, the girls were the driving force behind yeah, I almost, any actual feeling in the yeah, film. Yeah. I almost would have preferred the whole vector storyline and taking over the moon storyline to not taking over the moon that's not what they were doing like, stealing the moon <laughs> yeah i'd almost prefer that storyline to not exist and it literally yeah. be like an evil guy who for another reason maybe adopts these girls and they change him as it goes on i think that would have been funner and cuter yeah and it was my favorite bits yeah no i i, like, I would i would agree to an extent yeah for yeah sure. when they went to the fun fair and he like didn't want to be there initially but then he had to stay because they needed to be supervised and then he mm. ended up actually having like a really good time he like managed to like win all the things in a really evil way to like get them <laughs> prizes and stuff yeah that kind of stuff was the best bits of the movie mm. i agree the moon stuff the villain stuff was just like yeah yeah no i completely agree with you so, so what would you give story out of 10 i'll give it a seven because i think okay. like i really liked those bits that i was talking about and i think it's kind of like harmless fun you know okay but I, I mean yeah i agree with you yeah but i think i just enjoyed it less than you did yeah um 
although the, the the scenes that you've you've pointed out, yes, they were nice. They still weren't. I don't know. It, it just felt like it was missing something to me. Yeah. Um, but I can accept that there's a basic good concept. There is. And there was some. There was some nice moments. So I'm going to give it straight down the middle. Middle ground. Five out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Big potential, just not met. I feel. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Okay, so let's be brave. Let's talk about characters. Do you know what? I don't mind the characters. To be no. fair, and I've I've written some of them down here. I've written the ones that have big names with them. Like the cast is not bad at all. Cast is good. If we cast touch on cast good. quickly, we've got Steve Carell is Gru, um, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, Jason Segel is Vector. Yeah. Russell Brand is Nefario. Mm-hmm. Um, Miranda Cosgrove is Margot. Kristen Wiig is Miss Hattie, and we've got Julie Andrews as Gru's mum. <laughs> So what you'll notice about most of the, the cast is they're all sort of um, improvisational comedians. Yes, that's very true. So that makes me think that a lot of it probably wasn't scripted. Probably not, yeah. Um, I don't think Kristen Wiig Kristen and Wiig. Russell Brand have ever yeah. followed a script in their life. I was just going to say that. <laughs> they do not have the tendency to read lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's kind of an interesting, interesting take on it. The characters themselves, Gru's okay. He's fine. There's nothing exceptionally exciting about Gru like he doesn't no. he Steve Carell's voice work as, as him is is good it's good but I mean yeah I like his design <laughs> I really like his design my boss calls me Gru at work because <laughs> I wear this like really big puffy coat and then my skinny little legs stick out underneath <laughs> it so she just calls me Gru while we're at work but I like his design I think his proportions are really funny um then there's so the girls we've established we like them as characters. They're yeah. three different characters and they've all got their own little quirks. And yeah, I really cute. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Vector Vector for me was the biggest disappointment because I love Jason Segal. Yeah. I think he's absolutely hilarious and, and everything I've ever seen him in, I just absolutely adore him. Yeah. And this character was just such a I don't Reed. know, he was, he was such a yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I understand what they were trying to go with him, but it just wasn't funny. No, it, just he, was, it was just annoying. He fell flat yeah. quite a bit Big in the time. film. Um, I do think, again, like you say, it's sad to say because Jason, but I do think Vector... Yeah, my my favourite actor in the film is probably one of my least favourite characters. Characters, yeah. Vector is... Vector's... I think... I mean, I don't know. I never, I've never watched the first Despicable Me with children, uh, but I mm. feel like he probably makes them laugh quite a bit. I feel like most of the movies probably like that true absolutely <laughs> vector more so for some reason yeah uh, with his weird little i don't know squid guns or whatever it is he had um, yeah all of that sort of stuff yeah. yeah it was all very like kiddie childish i know it is a family movie so i'm not it is supposed to have that in it but it was just like almost too over the mark in a way yeah like see the um, line and then obviously there's there's one more character or characters that we have to discuss. Yeah. My mortal you know enemies. I didn't think they were too bad in this film. Again, they have similar vector moments where it's like, oh, it's just not working, like just stop. Uh but they do have some moments where they did make me like chuckle a little bit. So my thing, my I don't understand the point in them. Well, I do understand the point in them. The point is so that they can just they can put in random gags that they obviously couldn't fit into the story any other way. Yeah. 
they've got these these stupid characters that talk an unintelligible dialect that they can just do all sorts of slapstick stuff with that doesn't need to make any sense to the story. Yeah. And they can still include it. That's why they're there. That's yeah. why they exist. Yeah. Um, and they're perfect marketing because they are toys to sell. Yeah. Um, like any anything they can sell with millions. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, that, that that's that's a big big part of it. But but for me, that the minions are the are the character embodiment of everything I dislike about modern animation. Yeah, all, all put into one little visual thing. Yeah. it's just a it's just a stupid bean. Yeah, stupid yellow bean, fucking bean <laughs> with 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 shitty denim and goggles. Yeah, that is not good character design. No effort no. went into making that. It's like somebody just like used a clip art. Or yeah, it's quite clip arty. And then, like, um, yeah, it, on on the same vein, from an artistic standpoint, when I was looking at the characters, um, none of them were particularly attractive. I know no. you say that, like, Groove's silhouette is good. Yeah, I like his um, proportions. But then, when you actually when you're when you're looking at him, especially front on, he looks fucking weird. <laughs> I think that's the point, though. <laughs> no, no, but it's like it's it's kind of. Um, it's kind of going back to that Sid territory where he kind of just looks a bit bad. Like, doesn't, yeah. doesn't necessarily look funny. But then there's, um, like, part of me thinks maybe they all, like, particularly the minions, I think they look so basic so that kids can draw them. Does that, that make sense? But there's also the fact that it's cutting costs. Oh, yeah. So the models are really, really simple um, and sometimes just, just sort of clunky. Um, the lighting, do you remember when I talked about lighting in... Um, Ice Age. Yes. And I said that the lighting was really good. The lighting in this was almost non-existent. Yeah. Um, and it, just the general sort of rendering of the characters. And I don't know loads about com- computer animation. I've said this before. Yeah. But to me, I th- I think the the rendering of the characters was on a similar level to maybe Toy Story and Ants. Yeah, which, which were old which, films. Right. By the by, the time we'd got to Ice Age. Eight, eight CGI movies later, we'd already moved away from that look. Yeah, and I feel like this had gone gone back, and back that's to definitely the 90s. yeah, it's definitely definitely a budget budgetary thing. Yeah, um, based on what you said earlier, definitely. Yeah, and that that kind of uh, to be fair to the to the to the I say untrained eye. I I have an untrained eye as well, so I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm trained. But to you know the average moviegoer, it's just an animated movie. It just looks like any other animated movie. But when you really start to look at it, yeah. and you start to compare it to other animated movies that came out. And, like if you compare it to Tangled, came out the same year. Yeah. And you look at the colours and the shadows and the depth and the textures in Tangled compared to the stuff in Despicable Me, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at two completely different worlds. Yeah. And it's it, it, it the, the the budgetary difference is noticeable when you really really think about it true um so that kind of the, the character designs i didn't like the girls i liked um groove's okay yeah vector missed the mark yeah Indians, i don't want to talk about them anymore <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my summary that's of your characters. bit we do actually one of the minions i think he's called jerry um because some of them have names uh was I don't know how, because they don't really have voices, but he was voiced by Jermaine Clement, who does the voice of... Oh my god, why have I forgotten his name? Ta- Tamatoa in Moana. Oh, really? Yeah, he's Jerry <laughs> the Minion. <laughs> and then Fair. another really little uh, character that I was going to mention is uh, the actor Jack McBrayer played 
the guy at the carnival who didn't want them to win the game. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he played um, the boy's dad right at the beginning. Okay. Um, he is... Who I'm pretty certain is Ice Cream Man from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Same character. <laughs> I'm certain that's him. Crossover. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack, he did the voice, uh, did the voice of Fix It Felix in Racket Ralph. Oh, okay. Um, and he also was the original Ogie on Waitress in the West End. Oh. Yeah. That's... So they're like two names that I was aware of, but they played very small characters. Small parts, in... yeah. But I just thought I'd give them little shout outs because I like them. <laughs> cool. Um, so do you know what you're going to give characters out of 10? I think I'm going to give them a six. Okay. Because I think, like we were saying with the girls, I think the characters were like the best part about it. Mm. You know, you know think... the points we discuss, like story, characters, animation, soundtrack. To yeah. me, the characters worth <laughs> is the, is the high point. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm thinking, like, Gru probably for me is probably like a six out of ten character. Mm. The girls are probably they're like seven or eights, and then the minions are like minus threes. Yeah. So I'm thinking, <laughs> if I do the maths, if I try and like do like an average. It's probably safe just to go with five, isn't it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with five. So five out of ten for characters for me. Fair. I think that's a fair score. It's a movie yeah. I really dislike and I'm giving it a straight down the middle one. Yeah, that's very nice. So I'm trying you. to be objective. No? Subjective. I don't know what I'm trying to be. Let's say fair. optimistic. I'm trying to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, animation. We kind of have already talked about we this. We have, yeah. A lot. So... Um, I don't really have much else to add. Well, I I don't know much about animation, so I just wrote down two things that I liked to look off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which was the Bank of Evil's design and aesthetics mm-hmm. with the people holding the pillars up and getting progressively lower as it went along. Yeah. I thought that was just a really nice design piece. Um and then I wrote here that the the sky was very nice sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but even when it was painted on the side of a pyramid. I mean, maybe not that bit. <laughs> but like, when they're flying around, I think the sky looked nice. <laughs> Fair. No, I don't know I what mean, I'm talking about in terms of animation. I just like, it looked a bit pretty. It looked pretty. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that the that the animation was a little bit lacklustre. Yeah. And I, I, can... and I generally just, and I, like, I, I don't, for one second think that the people that were working on it weren't talented or anything like that because they clearly are because they managed to get a film out in the amount of time that they did so they're, they're clearly talented individuals but I think with more of a budget and perhaps a bit more time they could have created something that looked a lot better yeah um so therefore for animation <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna, I'm being consistent here I'm gonna give it a five out of ten funny I'm gonna give it a five out of ten as well um, okay. But yeah, well, we agree. It's weird. It's um kind of what I said about story as well. In a way, it's just like that missed potential. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what this film true. is in a nutshell, really. <laughs> so, do you want to talk to me about soundtrack? I can do if you would like. You don't like Pharrell Williams, do you? I really despise the guy. I don't know why he hasn't done anything particularly wrong. Um, well, actually, he he's has. just so happy all the it's time. It's that happy song. The minute that song came out, I was like, I hate him. I hate him. I think it's because I'm not a person. <laughs> Though the minute he released the song, that was literally just about being happy, and it was everywhere. I was like, oh my god, I literally couldn't escape it. I hated it, and then in turn, it made me dislike the guy. So I'm sorry. I feel like the the way you feel about that song is where I feel about the minions. Yeah. It probably kind of is connected in that way. Yeah. So yeah. He, Pharrell Williams did have stuff to do with the soundtrack. Ugh. 
Um, there were bits of the soundtrack that I liked, and I actually liked the bits of soundtrack that weren't so movie-like. Okay. When like when it was almost like it was part of like an R and B song and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought it was a bit different. I thought it was a bit kind of. It's quite original okay. for a family yeah. film, to be fair. That's, that's nice and original. But then when, when when it was just doing its normal movie sounding stuff, it was just a bit bland. Bland. Fair enough. I guess. But yeah. Looking at the other movies we've got, actually, I think it is that sort of like actual songy vibe, like as in like pop songy R and B stuff. Mm. I think it is the first one to sort of do that. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah. that's probably, that's definitely Pharrell's influence. Yeah. Um, but then we've also got, now, <clears throat> I'm probably going to butcher the name, um, but because we've we've got a history of butchering names on this podcast. Yeah, I why not? Try, well, I tried to do a bit of research. So I found a video of how he says his own name and I've written down a little translation for me, but I have a feeling I'm still going to butcher it. Um, but he's called Hetor Piera. Okay. That doesn't sound bad. Thank you. Um, he did the sort of more the score side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would be known for, and now when I say these films, it made me laugh, these movies, because they are all very, well, to be fair, I've not seen them. I've seen one of them, but they're all on the very similar vibe to this. Um, so I think okay. he has a specific sound. Right, um, okay. He did the music for Spy Kids, which is the one I've seen. Uh, yeah. The Smurfs movie, Angry yeah. Birds, the movie, oh, Smallfoot, and the Playmobil movie. Right. So okay, I think this yeah. is very much head talk, Pierre's yeah. vibe. Um, <laughs> but also, I don't know if he had an influence or whether, I don't know, but it's the soundtrack of Despicable Me is produced by Hans Zimmer. Okay. And I don't know what... Who's probably one of the just, best of all time. Yeah, but... is it just an overseer, I guess, a producer of yeah. music? Does he just oversee? He definitely didn't feel like it had hands in No, I mean, like, I've written down the fact that he did the Dark Knight trilogy, Pirates of the Caribbean and Lion King, all of which are really epic soundtracks, and yeah. Despicable Me is quite far away from them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, soundtrack's um, a weird one. So it's got kind of three names involved for something that's not Blow You Away Spectacular. What um, what are you gonna? What, do, do you know what you're gonna score? Well, it? Have you kind I've of figured got that out? I've got a score or? down here of five. Okay. Because I've written next to it that it it's not overly memorable, but and I think we've said this before for a few dodgy soundtracks was like it didn't feel out of place either. So I can't hmm. say the music was terrible, but I'm giving it a five because it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. So it's five if you get me. Yeah, I, I think I'll probably agree with you yeah. now. I think sort of it was just kind of, of the... there, which I guess music yeah. is supposed to do. But I do like coming away from a film being like, "Oh my god, the music!" Yeah, and I didn't come that, away from the film saying yeah. that. You know, there was nothing that kind of stuck around, was there? Really? No, it wasn't Pokemon. Let's say that. Yeah. Did you see that we got somebody show, uh, told us who the um, who did the music on that? Oh no, did they? Yeah, it's on my on my Twitter. Somebody replied, "Bless them." Uh, and I listened. They had a podcast where they actually interviewed the guy who did the music. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that was really cool. Oh, I'll have to um, check out the tweet and the podcast. Yeah, go and have a listen. I will. Um, I think it's a podcast dedicated to Pokemon music. So nice. obviously he knows his stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, the great. expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, 
legacy. Let's talk about legacy. There is a legacy attached to this this film. There is, as and much as it we, pains me to say. I mean, it. I think we kind of discussed on it as well, right at the very beginning, in terms of the company illumination. They are everywhere, and they are geniuses in some sort of way. Yeah, and they know how to get themselves out there and all of that jazz. I mean, like at one point when they were advertising for the Minion movie. Minions were everywhere. They were on buses. They were on water bottles. Yeah. They were on backpacks. They were on. I mean, yeah. like everywhere you looked, there was a little yellow bugger. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Inescapable. Yeah. It, it, it's it's huge, and even like more recently when they did the Grinch. Yeah. Everywhere you looked was this little Grinch smiling on the side of a bus Very or whatever. True. Yeah, it was everywhere. It's, it's all and then Secret Life of Pets. Remember, like yeah, quite really recently when there was just Secret yeah. Life of Pets everywhere. Every single time I went to the cinema in that gap. I think there was two Secret Life of Pets adverts every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They must pay so much money to get their films out there. And, and it obviously works. So these, these films, when you look at the amount of money... So um, Despicable Me, their first movie, made $543 million. Um, a lot of which money. F- for, yeah, for a first movie is a huge, huge amount of money. And considering that their budget for it was probably about 60 million, 70 million around that mark, right. um, they made a huge profit. Yeah. Huge, huge profit. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what? Credit where it's due as a business model. Yeah. It's very good. It is. But as an artistic. Yeah side of things yeah not my cup of tea like i said it's it's definitely a business not a passion 100%. whereas when you look at some of our other things like i mean the earlier disney's um ghibli's the don bluth like ones chicken run. all of yeah ardman all of that they're, they're passion projects for sure Big time. um yeah whereas the illumination and maybe even some of the later disney's and things like that are definitely more marketing tricks yeah, uh, I think I think, and do you know what I think? Actually, the the whole the whole kind of um, we don't need to put so much effort in. We don't need to spend so much money. Uh, we just need to plaster the characters everywhere. Kind of approach. I think other studios are going. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And I think sort of since two thousand and ten, since since this film, <laughs> since this film, um, it's the bandwagon. The other studios have sort of sort of taken note, and I feel yeah. like I feel like Illumination. I feel like the first step in 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 the death of animation is that period I talk about all the time, two thousand five, six, seven. Yes. Yeah. And then the next step was it was like it was like this, right? Let's <laughs> let me tell you a story. So imagine animation was a beautiful woman, okay? Yeah. And in two thousand five, six, and seven, all the studios they all beat her up. <laughs> God, this is going dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then she she's she's in hospital. She's like on her deathbed. Um, she's flatlining. Oh. And then all of a sudden, there's a glimmer of hope, and she's she's her heartbeat starts again. And Princess and the Frog comes out, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay, she's alive." And then Gru and the minions burst through the door and stab her a thousand times. <laughs> okay. That's literally literally what happened. <laughs> 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 that's my that's how i see it okay that's mark's history of modern animation i love it i don't know if you should go into storytelling for children stay away from that <laughs> yeah maybe not <laughs> um but no uh in all seriousness massive amount of money made on this film it's had two sequels and a spin-off yeah uh, a couple of which were 
gross stupid stupid amounts of money right um minions everywhere yeah probably some of the most recognizable little fuckers on the planet um luckily they're not quite as quite as good as pikachu or mickey mouse but (laughs) they're getting that way which is really sad um which is a really sad (laughs) it's really so it makes me sad yeah don't know about everybody else (laughs) um so i i have to credit this film for its legacy yeah but then also because of its influence on hey we can make cheap animation with really, barely any effort that's a negative legacy true in my eyes okay it's still a legacy it's still a legacy but it's not a good one but not the legacy <laughs> so I, do i take points away for that or do i give it points for a bad <sighs> legacy i mean like yeah we've not, we've not had this before we haven't but yeah like you say i mean maybe i mean for them, it's a good legacy that they are um, making money. Yeah, and and turning the heads of other studios. Um, yeah, that's that's an accomplishment for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would say add points, but it's it's your podcast, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast. Luke. Oh yeah, I was just meaning like <laughs> it's not their podcast. Don't listen um, to them. Okay, you give it so... what you want to give it, mate. I'm going to give it my highest score of the episode. Everything's had a five from me so far. Okay. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I was going to give it a seven. So that works well. Fine. So there we are. There we are. We made it. We made it to the end of the episode. And I don't think I swore too much. No. I'm impressed. I did spend most of the film with my middle finger up at the screen. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, which this might be an unpopular opinion. (gasps) I don't know. But I preferred it. There was three. There's been three other films that I thought were worse than this one. Okay, tell me which ones. Um, Ants. Okay. Ducktales. Yeah. And Open Season. Okay, I probably agree with Open Season. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with Ducktales or Ants. I think that they were probably better for me. Interesting. Um, I, I and and actually, I, if you if you said to me now, Mark, you have to rewatch. Open Season or Despicable Me, even though I think Despicable Me is probably a better film, I'd still rather watch Open Season again. Would you? I yeah. would not. <laughs> Just because the less time I have to look at those minions, minions the better. <laughs> There's no minions in Open Season. True. That bring, actually brings me to something I want to discuss quickly before we um, calculate. Before we wrap up and calculate. Um, a couple of years ago, it was announced that Illumination oh, yeah. brought the rights to DreamWorks. Yes. Which means... It's kind of the end of DreamWorks now, um, which in some ways is sad. Yeah, it is because um, they have had they've had some really like they've had a, they made a good go of it. Yeah, DreamWorks they made a really bloody good go of it, and they gave Disney a massive run for their money in the in the sort of early two thousands. Oh yeah, um, big time, like big time. Um, but it does mean that Illumination now has the rights to a lot of the DreamWorks properties, and they have expressed an interest in doing a Shrek reboot. I know they which have. Would feature the Minions. Would it? Yeah. Uh. Um, and when I heard that news, I actually vomited. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> but I felt like. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that because Shrek is very good at breaking the fourth wall and having all these other things come into it and like obviously shrek is fairy tale based um so a lot of the characters come from that um but what what i mean about breaking the fourth wall is that shrek's good at you know putting references in there like matrix and yeah. things like that 
but having literal minions in it maybe they'd be green minions or something maybe oh my god minions. maybe they'd have the little shrek ears i love god, don't give them ideas i love please, shrek please. ears <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when Shrek and Fiona. Well, how do you do a Shrek reboot? Like, how, like, I mean, there's you're not going to top it. No, that's the thing. It's like the Lion King thing and the, or maybe the Pokemon thing all over again. Like, if you're not going to top it, don't bother. Don't bother. But it will make money, and that's all they care about. Truth. Uh... That's all it is about. Um, okay, should we do some calculations then? Let's hit me with your rhythm stick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for story, you gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. I gave it a five. Okay. Characters, you gave it a six. I gave it a five. Okay. For animation, we both gave it a five. Okay. For sound, we both gave it a five. Soundtracks. <laughs> for sound. <laughs> and for legacy, you gave it a seven and I gave it a six. 56. Same as ants. Yeah. Same as ants. Okay. That probably, yeah, I think that's probably about right. Yeah, I think we've got a pretty good scoring system here, Luke. I think it's pretty foolproof, to be honest. Mm, all right. <laughs> Mark's a fan of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> um, okay. All right. I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad. You're I, glad I, that I feel relieved done. now. We've got two. We've got two films left this season. Oh my god! Both of them are traditionally animated. Oh, you're happy. Uh, so I'm happy. I don't have to watch any more computer-generated bullshit <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the season. So. I'm 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 in the clear now. I can breathe. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to one of these films. Not that I'm not looking forward to the other, but I don't really know what to expect from the other. I don't know what to, uh, to expect. So so yeah. So next week we're watching um, the first feature length movie from Hanna Barbera, which is Hey There, It's Yogi Bear. Um, Hanna Barbera, obviously famous for being the absolute masters of television animation um, in the 60s and 70s, they just dominated. Tele- like Saturday cartoons yeah. or television cartoons in general, iconic, um, absolutely iconic, and so many of those properties still exist yeah, today. That's um, legacy, <laughs> legacy. So it's going to be there's going to be a really exciting amount of history to look at next week. Um, yes, actual stuff to talk about. Actual stuff to talk about, <laughs> um, and it's it's all traditionally animated, whether it be good or bad. It's, it's just traditional to nice. <laughs> Yeah, tradition. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully a lot of you are as well, because it's it's, you know it's a lesser known film. They're definitely more known for their TV stuff than their movies. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, definitely. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what it's like. I am. I've never seen it. No, me neither. So, me neither. Um, and there's not, been, there's not been many on this podcast, actually. I think Open Season has been the only one so far that I've never mm. seen. Um, so... A new experience is always exciting, boys and girls. <laughs> Indeed. Right. So, Luke, before we log off, where can we find you? At Lukey Reed on Twitter, Instagram, and what's my other one? Okay. YouTube. YouTube. That's the one. <laughs> Obviously, it's your biggest <laughs> I'm one. I'm so sorry. It actually is. That's where the most people are. Good to say, Mark, where do we find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me at actuallymjr on Twitter and at actuallymjr underscore 2.0 on Instagram. And obviously make sure you check out actuallymjr on Letterboxd, where you can see the total list of all the films in the order of which we've scored them. Yeah, it's very interesting. 
it's, it's great to look at. Sometimes we we'll just sit there and look at <laughs> you it, just like, stare at it. Like, hmm. Look at yeah, we put that look at our work. It's it's a weird one, you know, because like when we before we even started Snow White and we had this list of films, I don't think I'd put them in the positions they're in by guessing. Do you know what? Did we sit down and, and guess what order we thought we were going to no, do? No, but we should do that for every series coming. We'll do that for future seasons. Yes. Yeah, that would be really fun. Interesting. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah. See how right we got it. <laughs> we're never going to get it right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, not of things like Pokemon. Pokemon is such like a dark that. horse. I thought it was going to be like yeah. middle ground. Yeah, so nearly yeah. top of the list. But I, but I gen- now I've had a week to sit here and digest it. I genuinely think we. I think it's it was where it belongs. It's a rightful place. Yeah, especially after watching the remake, it made me go. Actually, no, that, that is, is a good film. Is, yeah. yeah, it is a great film. Of that. Okay, anyway, let's stop talking about Pokemon. <laughs> We've been talking about it for two weeks now. <laughs> Get over it, boys. Get over it. Right. Um, right. We'll catch you next week. We'll see week you for Yogi, hey Bear. There, it's Yogi Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a bit weird. Okay. Bye. Have a good.